You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Thursday, November 5th. My name, of course, as always and forever, is Javier Reyes, your host of this here Lockdown Padres Podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno. Feel free to do that, and also feel free to send me your questions that you might have. I'll do my best to respond to them, and might even respond to them here on the show. In today's episode, guys, I am talking with another special guest. Yeah, a lot of guests this week, and I, I think a lot of good ones. And I'm joined today by Chris Castigliani of Locked On Tigers for a nice little discussion about AJ Hinch, the AJ Hinch news that happened last week. And I thought it'd be kind of cool because I feel like he's as a big name enough, AJ Hinch, with the whole Astros thing and the scandal, to uh, kind of have a b- general baseball talk on that and allow Chris and. And then I let him gush a little bit about the Tigers and, you know, how he's a little bit optimistic, even though they've been utter garbage for the past few years and talking about, you know, the idea of rebuilding and what it means to rebuild and what it's like going through that and what have you. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Let's go. All right, everybody. Once again, I'd be joined by another special guest in my plan, conquest, best, you know, goal, whatever you want to call it, to have every Lockdown host on the podcast and finding an excuse to do so. You know, some big news happened last week, and one of the big news things, among many others, was A.J. Hinch, former manager of the Astros, was hired to be the manager of the Detroit Tigers. So joining me now is Mr. Chris Castigliani of Locked on Tigers. Sir, how are you? I'm doing well, man. Thank you for having me. Good, good. I'm, I'm, glad, you're, uh, I'm glad you're doing well. And it's interesting because this is... Uh, this is a, an interesting hiring because, as you know, you know the Astros scandal is still alive and well. I think first before we get into kind of oh. like the the nitty gritty of it, you know, what was your initial reaction to the announcement? Uh, well, my initial reaction was a lot of shock because mm-hmm. you know I didn't think it was out of the realm of possibility that they would hire him, but it moved so fast. Um, you know, they interviewed mm-hmm. several candidates and. Immediately, you know, it, it, this went from once Tony LaRusso was hired by the White Sox, it went from Tigers interviewed Hinch to Hinch is the front runner to Tigers set to offer Hinch a contract. That was that all happened in a matter of about two hours. And then about 10 hours after that, the next morning or early afternoon, uh, Hinch was officially announced as their manager. So it was it was surprising how quickly it moved. But the uh, I, I, I'm very excited about it. And look, I, I understand people's anger towards the Astros. I understand people's anger towards AJ Hinch. Um, but one thing that I, I hope people understand also is uh, how difficult things have been here, not just mm-hmm. for the Tigers, because if you're this is a major sports state and a major sports city in Detroit. This is a a city that uh, has had. A, a whole lot of tradition and a whole lot of uh, glory o- over the last 50 years or so. And yet right now they are in the midst of the worst dry spell that they have ever seen. Um, they haven't had a team. The last team that made that won a playoff game here. Uh, if I, I it was probably the red, uh, the red wings. And that was you know, four years ago, I think in, in 2016. I mean, besides that, it's been a really rough go of things. And um, you know, I could understand someone on the outside uh, viewing this and saying, why are you getting a guy who, uh, you know, disparage the game. Why are you getting a guy who helped contribute to 
one of the worst scandals in the history of baseball. And my, my response to that is when you have four straight seasons in which you're not only not sniffing the playoffs, you're, you're sniffing the number one pick almost every year. Um, you'll, you'll do anything if it means having some sort some sort of stability and AJ Hinch, you know, flaws and all, you know, considering what happened in, uh, in Houston is a guy who is proven to be someone who can manage personalities in the clubhouse, who can manage a bullpen, who can construct a lineup. And uh, it's why a lot of people uh, right now, including myself, are, are pretty darn excited about this hire. It's interesting. And, you know, you bring up kind of the things that he's good at, which I thought you you kind of hit the nail on the head right there. Like, it's interesting because I don't know, because part of me is like the Tigers are rebuilding and they are kind of this oh, yeah. this team that isn't really I was I was just a little bit surprised that AJ Hinch was not that they would want him, but that AJ Hinch, that that'd be my be one of the places you'd want to go. I actually thought that he was a guy who was going to wait in the wings a little bit longer and maybe wait for some other type of coaching job. Who knows? The White Sox, La Russa maybe stinks and then they fire him after you. That won't happen, but you get what I'm going with that. And I think that... No, completely. I think that the uh, the Tigers are... Yeah, they're an interesting spot. You touch on kind of Detroit and all that, and that's one of the things, yeah, that I was going to ask you about. It's just kind of... I think Detroit doesn't get enough... I don't know if credit's the right word, but credit for being like kind of a really sad sports place right now. It hasn't been, it's been a really cursed kind of sports fandom for Detroit for a while. I mean, the last time I feel like they were on a big stage, like super, super relevant was with, I mean, I guess in terms of just semantics, like just signing of Miguel Carrera was exciting. But the other thing was the Detroit Lions when they were pretty good and they had that good defense and they kind of secretly, not so secretly get that game stolen from them in the playoffs from the Cowboys. Um, Right. And yeah, you could get the gun of the whole conspiracy rabbit hole. But ever since then, and I know the Lions are like okay right now. Uh, they lost yesterday, but they they're or two days ago. Uh, they're okay now, but still, um, I, I just I think you really hit it on the head right there. I can understand a team like Detroit being like, you know what, we're we're in so much bad luck right now. We need to just kind of hire the best guy <laughs> that we think is out there. Uh, and exactly. don't get me wrong, I don't think it would be fair to start hating on Detroit for hiring AJ Hinch and oh you're approving of this I think that um I've talked on my podcast a little bit before that there's playing moral high ground in baseball and honestly sports in general is just kind of a fool's game um what was it like watching the Tigers this year do you think that AJ Hinch do you think that there's any signs that this team along with this hiring that they're kind of heading in the right direction uh this is the first time since this rebuild began that I've gotten an inclination one that Al Avila really the GM really knows what he's doing and Chris Illich the owner um is going to be willing to put in the money to field a good team because that's been the biggest question mark cuz mm-hmm. you know you bottom out for as many years as this team has you're going to fall into some high end talent and they have you know Casey Mize number 1 pick Riley Green top 5 pick Spencer Torkelson number 1 pick they're about to get the number 3 pick in this year's draft you have Matt Manning you have Tarek Skubal you're you're going to have five or six top 50 prospects here uh, by the time next year rolls around following the draft you know they they, they have in fairness uh, accumulated some legit high end talent that a lot of people believe uh, are going to turn into solid uh major league ball players where people have been you know where the question marks is, have been is are they going to open up the checkbook and be willing to spend money uh, on big time free agents when the time comes. And this was, you know, we're still going to see um, this off season is going to be a weird one, but you know, I, to, in my opinion, you don't dish out the money 
to hire a guy like an AJ Hinch unless you actually believe that um unless you actually believe that you know, th- this team has a future and can make a move where you can surround him with a roster right. that's actually mm-hmm. worth something. I think this year's team was this year's team was incredibly boring to me even in the 60 game <laughs> campaign. Because, and in all honesty because in you know in the 4 years that I've I mean I've been watching Tigers baseball since I was, you know, 7 years old, but in the 4 years in which I've been doing the post game content that I do on Twitter, a uh, 2017 was terrible because that was the first time in really in a decade in which they fielded a team that was like that that miserable. Uh, mm-hmm. 2018 was was fairly boring, but it was the first full year of the rebuild, and early on they kind of they were you know they were like 36 and 37 or something, and then they fell apart. So it was like for a minute there it was almost a nice story. 2019 was you know a top five worst team in the history of baseball but in their awfulness there was something kind of it, it kind of interesting about the way they went about their business that every single week what possibly could have gone wrong did and they sunk to depths we've never seen them sink to uh, this year to me infinitely better the signings they had were okay Jonathan Scope had a very good year for them uh, CJ Crone before the knee injury was you know was hitting some balls out of the park uh, it, it was a better baseball team uh, that's not saying a whole lot compared to where they were in 2019, but uh, it was a team that uh, you know that that I, I think you you watch them and you say, okay, it's a small small step in the right direction. But I think there's a lot. This year will test a lot of people's patience because, in my opinion, four years of tanking, four years of being really just, and they they'll, they won't admit it, but it's a, it's a fact. Four years of being intentionally bad is more than long enough. And we've seen this, um, you know, from from other franchises. We saw it from the Cubs. Epstein got there and he said, "Hey, look, uh, give me five years and we'll build a champion." By year four, they won the World Series. Uh, the mm-hmm. Astros, and you know, for all the awful things that they did. Uh, Lunau had a plan there when he got there and they built, you know, a, you know, even if you don't believe it was a true champion, a championship type roster in the first four or five years in which he was there. You look what the Padres have done. You know, they went all in, uh, in 2015 to try to build a contender really flamed out after they got Kimbrell and Kemp. It took them three, four years to build up their system. They were in the playoffs this year. Like I think four years of being this awful, should amount to something, and next year I uh, next year I'm done being patient. Not to say that I expect him to be in the postseason. I don't. Not that I expect him to to be uh, in contention the last week of the season. I really don't. But if we're not seeing some of these young prospects in Comerica Park next year actually contributing, I, I think the 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 rage meter in terms of where fans are going to be is going to be pretty darn high, and it should be. Yeah, I think it, it's it's well put. And I think that it's <laughs> it's funny because you, you bring up a point about the Padres. Yeah, it's very similar. The Padres are basically just awful. I mean, they've been awful for a long time, except with the exception of this year. Mm-hmm. And then they were really mediocre, disappointing last year and, and stuff like that. But I think uh, it's funny because 2015 was one of those odd years where they kind of just went all in on a bunch of guys and they decided, yeah. you know, what, let's go for. Justin Upton. Let's go for all these guys. Players who are flawed. Too, yeah. yeah, Justin Upton, who had a decent season with the Padres. Not one of his best, but, you know, that's kind of, honestly, that kind of explains all of Justin Upton's career. Just decent, but not one of the best. Um, exactly. Yeah. And I think one of the, the interesting things was they were able to rebound, though. 
despite yeah they they mess up the the will Byers trade they end up giving up uh trey turner who ends up being awesome for washington and they win a world series with him and all that stuff right but i mean i know will Byers had like a pretty good season this time but for the most part he's been a miss right and you could say eric has mm-hmm. been a miss but i think that usually the way i approach kind of rebuilding teams and baseball in general is you have to hit on something eventually when you're rebuilding for so long you know like the tigers here if you have 10 uh, like super high prospects this theoretically you'd assume there's it would be harder for none of those guys to hit than it would be for just some of them to hit it's just that's kind of how it ends up you working think, and right? i think you're right yeah you would think right <laughs> like that would, that's usually yeah. what would happen uh and casey buys did de- uh debut this year i watched him a little bit i was just curious because i was like look i'm not gonna watch any detroit tigers baseball this year but i might as well watch like maybe the number one overall pick and follow it a little bit mm-hmm. and for what i understand how was he was he okay did he was he just a classic rookie? What was he kind of like at his debut? Well, he struggled, and and, and Scooball, his his other uh, counterpart in the top fifty with the Tigers, uh, struggled. I I chalk it up to two things. It's not stuff, the, and that's the thing. And I've said mm-hmm. this on my podcast many times. Uh, command is correctable. Um, inconsistency with strike throwing is correctable. Mechanics are correctable. Stuff is not. Either you got stuff to be able to get guys out of the major league level, or, or you don't. Both these guys do. Uh, these guys mm-hmm. are. I have you know plus stuff, a wipeout off speed stuff. You know for you know fastballs in the in the mid, mid to upper nineties. Um, they have the ability. They have the the arm talent to be able to get guys out consistently at the major league level. The two concerns I've had, and one I think is, it's. Well, let me preface it by saying it is frustrating watching guys that were so highly touted for the Tigers struggle when you see guys that weren't as highly touted uh, come in right away like a Tristan McKenzie with the Indians or a David Garcia mm-hmm. with the Yankees, right. pitch some good baseball right away. With that said, there's two things. that I give them a pass for this season for two reasons. One, in an ideal world, they would have made 10 to 20 starts in AAA um, this season. And I, I know that that's a, people might say that's a small number. It makes a world of difference in terms of a player's development. You know, there is a massive difference between double A and the major leagues and to not have that triple A window, you know, that, that kind of bridge that you can cross into the major leagues does make a difference. They didn't have that opportunity to this year. With that said, they made the right decision calling them up when they did, because mm-hmm. in terms of player development, these guys were going to get nothing out of throwing five inning scrimmages in Toledo. I, I respect the decision that they made to call them up. The other reason I give him a pass is I think, and it's one of the biggest reasons why I'm so excited about an AJ Hinch hire is the archaic system that they had in place regarding how they pitch to hitters um, needs to change. And I believe it will. Uh, Ron Gardenhire as a, as a character here said a lot of right things and did a lot of correct things. The media liked him, answered all their questions, considering how awful things were, uh, in terms right. of the win-loss record, the fact that he was able to maintain a clubhouse that was relatively light and loose um, what I, what is a credit to his character. Uh, mm-hmm. With that said, it's extremely obvious his way of thinking uh, is an archaic way of thinking. And Rick Anderson, who was his longtime pitching coach in Minnesota, and they were successful in Minnesota, but that was a long time ago, uh, has a, a, a pitching system in place that um, – is a is a dying breed. The whole pitch for contact, establish the fastball early and often, uh, keep the ball down, that kind of stuff. When you have a rotation 
uh, built around three arms. Matt Manning didn't pitch here this year, but built around three young arms that you believe can be studs, strike out 200K type of guys. Um, you need a system in place, and it takes me back to Houston, like what they have with a Brett Strom, where you know you saw what someone like Charlie Morton was able to do, how he was able to mm-hmm. re- revive his career um, mm-hmm. there because you get to you get to a new location and you have a pitching coach who says, hey, look, you got 98 in your back pocket. Air it out. Throw up in the zone. Guys are going to chase the heater high. I think that is a system that needs to change, and I hope that now that they have a more analytical-based manager in A.J. Hinge, uh, that will allow you know a new system to be put in place. So, you know, the, those guys that came in, you know, to bring things back around to your question, they did struggle. <laughs> I'm not – it will be probably not until – the end of next season, if they're still putting up these kind of numbers where I'm going to seriously get concerned, they took their lumps as rookies this year. I think with a new system in place, uh, I hope that things will change a little bit in uh, 2021. You know, man, it's, I have to admit, I was expecting a little bit more sadness. I don't know. It's just, I mean, you were there at the beginning talking about Detroit and everything, but the, the optimism, it fuels me. It makes me happy just hearing this because, you know, I actually really like some of those Tigers teams from back in the day. Like, you know, when Miguel Cabrera was still a thing, as in when he was still good. Victor Martinez had an awesome year. JD Martinez, who I love seeing guys that, kind of inexplicably don't really get a chance with the team they're drafted with do well elsewhere for my uh for anyone curious my pick for the next person that I happen to will probably be Clint Frazier with the Yankees wherever that ends up happening right. if you have that do ever gets a shot but JD Martinez is an example and they had Verlander and all these guys and Scherzer obviously yeah. and it's just they had some really fun teams and I really think that for uh sure. AJ Hinch are you worried about any like bad karma coming their way or do you think that are you one of those people that's like hey yeah, AJ Hinch was rightfully suspended and rightfully, you know, has this bad reputation stuff. But we also have to remember that the players also, you know, were part of this too. And they didn't get suspended unlike the Badger. Maybe a little bit of a scapegoat situation. What do you think? Well, here's what I'll say about that. I All right. if you want to make the argument that the that Major League Baseball's investigation into the science stealing scandal was completely flubbed, I'll not only I'll not, I'll not only listen to that. I'll agree with you on that completely. <laughs> if you want to make if you want to make the argument that he should be banned from baseball for life, I'm going to push back against that. But I've I, I I know people are really passionate about it. I even understand that. The fact is, he wasn't. And mm-hmm. I we live in a, a you know a society. I at least I think so that allows for second chances. And you know this is a guy a 45 year old manager who was banned from uh, baseball for a year. And I I understand the pushback. I understand some people's uh, cynicism and frustration. The two points I have to make about that is, one, all those people, and I said this in the video I made on Twitter, all those people who are against this hire right now won't be saying a thing if he gets them to the postseason in two years. Like, that's right. just how it works. Uh-huh. And two, there's guys, and and I, I hate to bring up individual cases, but I think it is important. Miguel Cabrera is one of the greatest Tigers of all time, one of the greatest hitters of all time. Period. Right? Mm-hmm. Did has done some amazing things for this city. Has done some amazing things for this fan base. Will be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Will get his number retired and probably get a statue at Comerica Park one day. People also forget that 11 years ago, as the Tigers were blowing a five-game division lead in September against the Twins. He was arrested for disorderly conduct and for getting into an argument with a police officer during a pennant chase. Now, you know what? 
It was 11 years ago. The man's grown. He's matured. He realized the error of his ways. He's become a better, smarter person. But that's a serious mistake that a whole lot of people either, one, forgot about, or two, forgave him for because of the passage of time and because of the things he did for this city and for the fan base over the next decade plus. My guess will be we'll see something similar from A.J. Hincher. Guy made a miserable, horrible mistake. I, I do think the the self-righteousness coming from the fan base is a little bit much because, like I said, people have done far worse and we've forgiven them for it. I I understand a lot of the criticism, but I th- I I believe in growth. I believe in personal in in personal development. Uh, I hope he learns from this, and uh, I hope it makes him into a better manager here in Detroit. Yeah, I think that's well said, man. And I think that the way I look at it as uh, with all these things and personal conduct and cheating in the case of AJ Hinch and all that is just to kind of wrap a bow around it is look. It deserves criticism. We should all be talking about it. It's important to bring up why this or that A or B is bad that this person did. That is very important. However, when it comes to just talking about who to root against, and I talked about this with someone on another podcast. It's like, no, 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 Yankees versus Astros or whatever. Let's not act like the Astros, or I should say the Yankees, are like purely clean too, just because they weren't the of ones course. that cheated. You can be like, hey, exactly. man, screw the Astros, root against them, but do not say that your team is any better necessarily because this is sports, this is the country we live in, this is the world we live in. This is what happens sometimes when it comes to talented people that make mistakes and or just are able to overcome them, whatever you want to have it. But uh, yeah, Chris, I'm really I'm interested in the Tigers in a little bit of a way, but I have mm-hmm. to admit that interest is not one that's like the same as, say, some team like the White Sox or some team like other contenders. Cont- cont- yeah. It's going to take time, but I'm glad that you're more optimistic than at least I expected, I, honestly, to a degree. I thought you were going to come in here and be like, oh, yeah, we got some picks, I guess. It'll be okay, but another year back. No, it's like there's. it seems like there's a willingness to be good, at least a starting kind of point with the Tigers there with the hiring of AJ Hinch and some of their prospects they got coming up. Do you have any final things that you'd want to plug or whatever? Cause I know you are a busy man on the interwebs and all that. I know you like putting out your stuff uh, and I enjoy seeing your little videos every now and then. Um, so you. yeah, go for it. Um, well, well, a couple things real quick, just to uh, add to a couple points that uh, you made, you know, there, uh, there is still, don't get me wrong, a whole lot of skepticism and cynicism coming from me. It's just that where it comes mm-hmm. from personally, it doesn't lie in the farm system or the prospects because of the point you made. I mean, you you fall into enough guys, you fall into enough draft picks, you're gonna you're gonna have a few hits eventually, right? And it's like mm-hmm. we're we're about to come up on five years essentially of you know pre, you know in the NBA in what they call the NBA the lottery picks. Um, so I mm-hmm. I do believe in those guys. My my skepticism comes solely from the front office. And how they're going to, sur- and if and how they're going to surround the current talent they have uh, with talent to supplement the young roster that it looks like they're going to have over the next several years. Uh, in terms of other places you can follow me uh, on social media, uh, you can follow my personal Twitter. That's at Castellani2014. That's at C A S T E L L A N I 2014. There you'll find the link to you know all my other stuff. I do a, a Michigan. Uh, podcast for amazingbrew.com called The Brewcast to subscribe there. I have a YouTube channel in which I review movies and post the occasional uh, video essay as well. Just uh, I rebooted that thing in May, I believe, and we're we're well over a thousand subs at this point. So I appreciate the people who do that. And of course, you can follow this show, my own personal show, uh, Locked On Tigers on Twitter. That's at Locked On Tigers um, 
on on uh, the the Twitter sphere, and then you can find that podcast <laughs> wherever uh, podcast uh, can be found on uh, Spotify or iTunes. So I'd appreciate you following me on uh, all those platforms. You now we got the off season coming up, but uh, still a lot of content uh, coming down the pike that I'm looking forward to uh, discuss. Yeah, for sure. And I'm looking forward to seeing uh, everybody's uh, ways of kind of navigating this offseason. It's going to be fun, and I can't wait to see what yeah. you do. I'll link out all the stuff that Chris just mentioned in the description of the podcast if you guys want. But with that all being said, guys, um, Chris, it was a blast having you on. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. And boom, just like that, everybody, we are done talking to Mr. Chris Castigliani of Locked on Tigers and many other things, as he mentioned at the end of the thing. I'm going to link them in the description below, like I promised. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this little conversation. A little bit of far cry from usual Padres stuff, but I thought it was fun to talk to someone who is watch, have a, has a team that is not contending at all. You know what I mean? That in a lot of ways, the Tigers almost aren't interesting. I thought that would be a nice little mix-up from the usual things we've been talking about lately. But, uh, you know, if you didn't like it, what can I say? I guess I just miss this time you can't win them all even our beloved aj prellers every now and then misses on a trade as i alluded to in the podcast but with all that being said guys that about does it for today's edition of the lockdown padres podcast the only pod that may be better than the padres themselves remember to subscribe to the podcast for your podcast from stitcher spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, himalaya overcast wherever just look it all up in the search bar you know how we do it and you'll probably find it feel free to follow the show or myself on twitter that's at lo underscore Padres or at Javapeno, spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you guys would so mind as much to send me some five-star reviews on iTunes, our podcast app, that would be great too. And until next time, stay safe and of course, stay faithful. My Friday Faithful homies, take care.